Luca. What is up, guys? Thank you all for listening to a very special episode of the Imperial Broadcast. This is a Star Wars Celebration recap. So this is everything that happened over the past four or five days. Um, it's a lot of stuff. We're not going to get into all of it in this show, but it's very, very exciting. We have a, a lot of huge, um, uh, huge, huge uh, things to talk about, including finally getting the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Um, so I'm very excited. Um, but that's, I mean, depending on how you feel, and I've heard a lot of other Star Wars fans say this as well, um, that may not even be the most exciting news <laughs> coming out of Celebration, which is pretty crazy. Um, but so joining me today, uh, first, I mean, as always, I have my co-host Kendall, um, who was also, uh, of course, watching a lot of the coverage and and uh, paying attention to all the news. Yeah. Um, so, Kendall, what what uh, is your biggest takeaway coming out of Celebration? Um. Well, I mean, first of all, like, you know, not only we did an episode nine tra- a trailer, but we got a title. Yes. So even that in the in its own right, we have been talking about it for weeks and months about whether or not they would do the end game route. And it seems like they did, where they would debut the trailer with the title. Um, I think it's effective. You know, I think that that's a I think that that's something that works, but uh-huh. still interesting uh, in its own right. But um, yeah, I would say the biggest takeaway is that. Uh, Star Wars certainly still has a strong pull, you know, in the in the pop culture medium. Um, you have a lot of a lot a lot of news that came out of this weekend. A lot of people covering Star Wars Celebration, uh, and this just just a lot of Star Wars content that's uh, coming down the pipe. So. Yes, a better. whole lot of Star Wars content. Um, and also joining me, uh, as I uh, alluded to in the pe- previous podcast, as well as on as we alluded to it on Hero Talk, uh, as well if you if you listen to that as well, EJ is here, um, uh, joining us here for a Star Wars Celebration recap. Uh, so EJ, how's it feel to be on on the Imperial broadcast to give your take all this all this hot all these hot takes for Star Wars? Well, first guy start off as I start every uh, guest appearance I make here, which is the big dog is in the house. <laughs> All right, What's EJ up? doing his usual stuff. <laughs> What's up, Imperial broadcast people? Not nah, yet. I'm really excited to be on this show. Uh, I haven't been on Imperial for a long time, so I'm happy to jump on and talk some Star Wars. As Kendall mentioned, I definitely think it was very interesting to see to me not just the reveal of the trailer for. Uh, episode nine but we got a title reveal and that title reveal just like blew my mind because of all the titles i could have thought about this rise of the sky was the rise of skywalker was nowhere in the ballpark and to me it really um zeroes in on a on a huge question we've had about this trilogy is what is the connection to luke skywalker and um, is there more of a connection than we have already with just uh, the son of uh, of Leia being one of the main villains in this movie? So right. in these movies, so um, excited to talk about that. Excited to talk about the other stuff too. Um, uh, the Mandalorian, the new game coming out. It's really, if you're a Star Wars fan, I felt like this was a dope weekend. You got you had to yeah. be really excited about what they what they came out with. Yeah, very excited. Um, though I do feel well as as jealous as I am <laughs> for the people that were able to go to celebration i do kind of feel for them in that for the people that are traveling chicago just got leveled with a huge snowstorm oh i didn't even know yeah there's flights being canceled 
people stranded. It's uh, you know, so I guess just to cap off a fun weekend is just a whole bunch of snow and. Well, look, man, Chicago. You know, if you're not if you're not going to Chicago in the months of May to August, anything else is fair game in regards mm-hmm. to snow and cold. Yeah, that's true. You know, so uh, it sucks, but it's kind of, it's kind of what happens if you go to that kind of city. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely true. Um, all right, so let's jump into the biggest uh, topic we have, which is Star Wars Episode Nine. So um, we got a title, we got a trailer, um, which we got to break down, and we have a title. Now, just to first to quickly comment on the title, um, I was wondering. Uh, you know, and, and well, it's not just me. I guess me and and Kendall, of course. These past you know several months, um, wondering why they haven't released anything. No title reveal, no poster reveal. Which I st- we still don't have a poster, which I'll comment on as well. Um, but there's no ti- no title reveal. I think the fact that it is what it is is why they've kept it secret because it doesn't really make any sense. And it's throwing people for a loop. People don't know what it means. People are confused. Um. So, uh, yeah, as for the title itself, I don't know how I feel about the title. Um, I don't dislike it. I don't like it. It depends on the movie. This is a title where it's like, I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's like the rise of Skywalker. I'm like, what does that mean? That that's but that, your gut reaction to that is what does that mean? I don't know what that means. So I don't like it. I don't hate it. It is what it is. I got to see the movie. <laughs> so that's how I feel about the title. Um, in itself, uh, and I also uh, don't know how I feel about us not getting a poster yet. It's just strange to me. Um, it's they're being extremely secretive with regards to this movie. Uh, it's very Endgame like, and I don't think they've earned that, which I've said I've said on several shows already. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't like that we don't have a poster yet. Um, I don't know how I feel about the title, um, but I don't hate the title either. So I'm still I still very much on a wait wait and see kind of thing with regards to that. Um, uh, but Kendall, what do you feel about about the title? I guess in general, and I guess about right. us not getting a poster either. You know, I, when we talk about the title, um, I don't know if it was just because of the terrible hype or whatever. But when I first saw it, I mean, I I mean, I think one of the first things I texted you was, you know. This, that that's a fire title, you know, Rise of the Skywalker, right? Or the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I like, and like EJ mentioned, that wasn't something that I had heard. You know, there were, uh, there was a report like early, like the day before that, you know, there was word in Chicago that the title, uh, of of uh, so of the of, of Episode Nine was going to be Wrath of the Force. And, so I came in kind of thinking that that's what the title was going to be. I mean, there's all these, you know, smoke screen yeah. stuff being thrown out left and right. I mean, I remember John Campia tweeted, like, oh, remember we talked about on the show, we, uh, John Campia tweeted, like, like five possible titles that he had been, that that he had been uh, told by a source. And it was not, none of them were Rise of the, Rise of the Skywalker, <laughs> as far as I know. So, um and of course, you know we've been hearing about balance of the force for the past, uh, you know, what uh, twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. be, next one's going to be Star Wars: Balance of the Force. <laughs> Honestly, I I feel bad even saying this. I would kind of would have I I kind of expected Balance of the Force a little bit because it just it just fits. It just has a nice ring to it. 
It's just Star Wars. Balance, so, Balance of the Force is like the uh, LeBron James and Knicks rumor. <laughs> like, it, it, it persisted his entire career. And just, I just realized, yo, it's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Um, but I don't know. I just, I still think it has a nice ring to it. In terms of what it means for the story, um, well, one thing that's interesting is uh, Ian McDermott, who was at Celebration, who we'll talk mm-hmm. about probably very soon. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he was being interviewed by the Star Wars show on StarWars.com. Right on YouTube, and he—I don't—I don't know if it was a slip up. I don't know if he was hinting at. No, I mean, I don't know if he's unintentionally hinting at something, uh, or if he knows the story and he was slipping up. He—he he called the movie "Rise of the Skywalkers," plural. So um, mm. Mm. that that I mean, I don't again. He, I mean, he's old. You know, people slip <laughs> up and say things that they're you know uh, that they don't necessarily mean, but. Um, if he slipped up in the sense that he slipped up and he said something he wasn't supposed to say, that's also something to consider as well. Uh, I don't believe that this is referring to Luke Skywalker, but mm-hmm. I mean, it could be. Right. Uh, I EJ, mean, we, we'll... we talked about The Last Jedi and we mm-hmm. that we theorized on that title for years. Mm. You know, so we over did. a year. So uh, this is going to be similar to that where I think people are going to poke and prod and Try to find out who's the Skywalker, who's Skywalker, who's rising. So I don't know. Hmm. EJ, what do you? How do you feel about the title that we got? Um, I, I, I initially I like the title because I think the title, uh, initially is supposed to kind of bring you in, bring intrigue, and I can't. Im- I don't know if they. Honestly, I don't know if they could have written another title that would have got more intrigue than this. And this was eye opening. Yeah. Uh, Rise of Skywalker again was all the conversation about. What is Ray's background? Um, what's going to happen with, uh, with with Kylo Ren? Like using that title is like if there's any if there's any any is there any detractors from it for me would be uh, one I feel like maybe it kind of hints at uh, a resolution that will be happy for the fans. Uh, and I was the third movie in the trilogy, so I would I would be surprised if things ended really tragically, but. You hear Rise of Skywalker, okay, well, the Skywalkers, when they've been Skywalkers, have been heroes, you know. Uh, it wasn't until, uh, you know, Anakin turned that where, at that point, he was Darth Vader. So, that that's probably the only thing I look at say, okay, well, now, I, I feel like if there's a Rise of a Skywalker, well, a Skywalker name is, is the most iconic name in this industry, in this franchise, so that's got to be good. So, maybe that, that, that like, telegraphs that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, when it comes to bringing intrigue and bringing so many questions about what this means, uh, that's a home run of a title. Now, I do agree with you in the sense, Sham, that uh, the movie has to make sense with the title. Like, I, I don't want this movie to use that title and it kind of use it purely just to kind of bring intrigue and, and raise hype. Like, you got to answer questions. Like, there's a lot of questions with this uh, trilogy that really have gone unanswered that made a lot of fans frustrated. You put a title like that, you're suggesting you're going to answer a lot of questions. So they got to deliver on that front. But from a marketing standpoint, from a, we're eight months away from seeing the movie and they're giving me a title today, love it. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, I don't know. They have to deliver on the movie, of course. Um, but especially with regards to using Skywalker in the title, a lot of, one of the problems a lot of people have had with the trilogy is that the the severe lack in Skywalkers? Yeah, or the lack of use of Skywalkers. Um, so now we're getting the rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean, 
those people are going to show up to the theater and expect to see Skywalker rise, <laughs> whether it be Luke in ghost form, whether it be Ben Solo, uh, somebody that uh, Skywalker has got to rise <laughs> in this movie, or whether it be Ray, because we still don't know what's going on with Ray. Um, now let's get into the trailer. So I thought the trailer was fire. I thought it was this was a really really great trailer. And I thought it was a good trailer up until that kicker in the end and now I think it's a great trailer. <laughs> so, I was um yeah, I was blown away. I'm not going to lie. I was blown away. Um they didn't show much. So it's very again, I think very end game like. They're being very coy, secretive with regards to what uh, you know, um uh, what the the premise of this movie is and what's going on um even throughout the panel they didn't really give that many details yeah all we got is that this is now we're having an adventure all three of them are going on an adventure um and we have a few new characters as well uh uh that are going to be in the mix um and a new droid as well um so i mean we have a couple of new uh cool new things but um, no real story details. JJ and Kathleen were very, uh, uh, you know, very, very being very secretive about the whole thing, which is understandable. I mean, the movie hasn't come out yet and it's eight months away, but you know, still you'd hope you get more details. I feel like in the lead up to the force awakens, we knew a lot at this point about, um, about what was going on compared to this, um, uh, so yeah, we still don't know very much, but I thought the trailer was spectacular. I thought the mu- the music was great. I thought the shots looked great. I mean, that shot with Ray jumping over the Tie Fighter, I mean, incredible. Who I mean, thinks just, in that? Who thinks in the in the in the fighter? I think it's. I'm. I would bet a lot of money it's Kylo Ren. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's Kylo Ren. It looks like Kylo Ren's garb. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I think it's Kylo Ren. Um, I think they may be hiding his face because something happened to him, mm. uh, you know, or something like that. But I'm pretty sure it's Kylo Ren. Um, but yeah, I thought the trailer was great, and that kicker of Palpatine at the end—that I—that's the last thing I expected. <laughs> the literal last thing that I expected <laughs> was for Palpatine to be alive, or you know, whether coming back as a ghost, whatever the case may be. That is the absolute last thing that I expected. But I think that's what the story needs. And shout out to all the people that have been predicting this, because people have been predicting this. Mm. And I've been saying, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, not, you know, literally face to face, but in my head, I've been saying, oh, you're crazy. You know. Um, Didn't so. we talk about, uh, um, we talked about, what's his face? You know, Matt Smith possibly being uh, like Palpatine. Yeah. Palpatine. And, and look, we've been saying that. And look, man, that, that theory, I'd say for me, it went from like uh, maybe a, a 10% to like a 25%. <laughs> You know, I mean, honestly. And, I mean, you have to feel comfortable about, I mean, the Ray Palpatine theory. That's another one I was going to bring up. I mean, all these Ray Palpatine people. People that think Ray is a Palpatine. It sounded, like, like logical, but unlikely that they would ever go that route. Right. And, like, they were unlikely they would ever bring back Palpatine. (laughs) Right, exactly. You know, now we're, I mean, now that he's back, why not at this point? You know, I mean... Because that was the biggest hurdle. Was like, I mean, are, you, are we really bringing Ian, Ian McDermott back? I mean, that, that hasn't been talked about. The fact that they kept that under the wraps is also surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very no impressed. I mean, yep. we got, we've had like 20 Obi-Wan 
human runner leaks. <laughs> <laughs> and we, they, they kept this thing under wraps pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, to me, this must have been a lot of, uh, you know, a needs-to-know kind of thing. Like, this is something I bet a lot of people, even within Disney, didn't know that this was happening. Or even maybe with the, even in Lucasfilm. To keep oh, that yeah. kind of secret, it's got to be. To yeah. me, I don't know. Because, of course, you know, you have the people that work on the movie, but then you have other people within Lucasfilm working on other projects or whatever. Right. I don't know. I don't think they could have let that get out to everybody within the company and that didn't get leaked till. They they unveiled it in their trailer. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah, I think they I think they were probably keeping this within. Um, I mean, we have even people. Uh, you know, um, there's that rumor going around that only JJ knows how the movie ends. Like <laughs> only JJ Abrams knows how the movie's gonna end. <laughs> That's a real rumor going around that only JJ Abrams knows. So clearly, like they're they're being they're taking the secrecy surrounding this project very seriously. Um, and uh honestly if they were saving it for this i mean i kind of applaud them for it in that respect in that you know they literally kind of set you know uh the world set the internet ablaze <laughs> you know with this news that the emperor palpatine is back so um so and then yeah. to have you Durbin work walk out yeah and then to have him yeah. walk out i have been losing I, my I, mind because I, I was watching it on my phone and i turned the stream off to text Shamari about the trailer and the title and Shamari was like, Palpatine? I was like, you think that was Palpatine? I was like, I couldn't tell. I, I, I thought that could have been Luke or somebody. And then Shamari was like, yeah, he walked out. I was like, oh, I got out of the <laughs> Yeah, you got to shoot too early. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there, I'm watching, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man, yeah, we got to go celebration one of these years, man. Oh, yeah. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. It'll happen at some point. Um... But yeah, so I thought that was a great trailer. Um, you know, uh, I thought the kicker at the end was was perfect. It was uh, perfecto. They hit that just right. Do, do we think that the in terms of like a mass appeal? Because I mean, there's no obviously we know we've talked about it on the show. We've talked about it uh, in our own discussions that you know, Last Jedi was polarizing. I think everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people didn't like the Force Awakens, but do we think that this trailer did anything to shift people's minds about this movie, give them more confidence that maybe I, Disney isn't screwing up. I mean, I'll be honest. I I think this was a really good trailer, but for the people who, who, who have been down on this trilogy, no. I agree. I don't think there's any... I, I, think, that, I think that the voice of Palpatine probably brings those people some dread because they really? feel like what... Yeah, cause I think they feel like what... Like, they... They, I'm trying to come from that perspective. I'm not on that side, but I think from their perspective, they're thinking, well, this is something that I don't want to say has been ruined. Cause I don't think even, I mean, it's maybe the most ardent, you know, you know, uh, detractor for this new trilogy would say that. But I think even like a moderate detractor would say maybe it's not ruined like the Star Wars with this, these last three movies, but they would say that, you know, it's been a, a disappointment. So I, I think they look at a character like Palpatine, who is, uh, if you're looking at if you're talking about Mount Rushmore of Star Wars characters, which maybe is a idea we should do someday, <laughs> Palpatine has a very good case to be on that Mount Rushmore. So in all the originals. So to me, uh, you consider that character and, and you pair him with uh, a, a group, a, a, a cast and a crew that people don't feel have gotten the job done. I, I don't know if if that's going to excite people. 
Um, it was mm-hmm. like some, but I think the majority, no, I, I don't think that they saw this and got uberly excited. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'll, the I think the people that are really far on the side of you know Disney ruined Star Wars or um, uh, the people that were just like the last Jedi just killed Star Wars. Star Wars is dead. Though I would the the only reason I would go against that is that those people hate Ryan Johnson, which I don't know. I mean. I don't know if that's warranted or not. I, li- I like the last, I like the last more than the Force Awakens, so I'm not one of those people. But those people hate Ryan Johnson. Some of those people are just like J.J. Abrams is going to bring Star Wars back to what it was supposed to be, right? And then they're like, um, now J.J.'s working with Palpatine. Now they're like, you know, I don't know if they're they're you know totally convinced. Right. But that, that's because I'm almost more so talking about those people because right. Because even me, I was somebody. I, I mean, again, I don't hate Ryan Johnson, but I, <laughs> I definitely felt like he dropped the ball in like dealing with the Snoke character and dealing with Ray's past and some of the more interesting things that were set up in Episode Seven. Do we feel like a lot of those people? Because there are a lot of people that also feel that way, like me. Uh, we're given confidence. I mean, it is just a teaser trailer, so mm-hmm. the first like minute of it, first minute, it was just a lot of teases, which is what, when we talked about what we thought we would see in this trailer, that's pretty much what I thought we would see. Um, a lot of, you know, your typical Star Wars teases, and then uh, then they gave some plot. Well, not the plot, but some shots of what, some action some action scenes. But, um, like, do those people that were disappointed by Episode Eight, maybe not the people that are like, screw Disney, screw Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars is dead, has been dead for 30 years, you know, like those people, <laughs> well, yeah, those people are are are, are they they're long gone. Yeah, but the people that maybe liked Episode Seven but said, eh, Episode Eight, you know, Star Wars is going in the wrong direction. Do I even have to see Episode Nine? Does this change their opinion? I I think they're another trailer away. Yeah, they may be another trailer away. I mean, that's a, a definitely a legitimate question. I would agree that this is definitely in in the in. This is definitely a teaser to me. Like this oh, is absolutely. not. You're a full-on trailer. Yep. I mean, we got Absolutely. no plot. We got some cool action shots and some vague dialogue from Luke. But besides that, this was definitely a teaser. So I'm not sure if a teaser could have accomplished what we were asking of them to change the minds of people who were down on this on this franchise at the moment. You know, what but you- I think I think they did the best they could. I mean, I, I, that was I think if you're on the fence about this this uh, this franchise, I think you would look at this and say, oh, wow, okay. Uh, Palpatine. We got uh, we got Lando. Shout out to Billy D. Williams making a return. I, I think yeah. that you know there's some intrigue there. So I I mean I can't I can't fault him for that. This was a well cut teaser, well shot. Everything looked great. Yeah, it was very well, well cut. Um, I mean uh, one of the things uh, uh just really quick kind of but one of the things that one of the reasons that leads back to my criticism of how they're handling this is they need to do more to convince those people, or maybe not the extreme people. But like the people that are like, yeah, I there are some like, people who just see a woman in the lead and they, you know, those idiots. Yeah, know you know, or they just see Disney and they're like, it's terrible. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> but, um, but you know, they need to do more to convince the people that are like, I didn't like the Last Jedi or Solo because those people are out there. Sure. And they have to be like, okay, so why do I? Why should I go see this movie? You know, and like you know, the secrecy campaign. I mean, for the Last Jedi, for Solo, for. Well, um, not, maybe not for Solo, which is part of just how bad that marketing campaign was. But for Last Jedi, for Rogue One, for uh, Force Awakens, we knew more about, much more, 
about the movie, about the characters in the movie at this point. Um, now, this is the last movie ending the all three trilogies, so I understand they're going to try to keep it more under wraps and make sure nothing leaks and all that. But they need to do more with regards to convincing people that they should go see this movie and promoting it and letting people know what is going to be in it. <laughs> you know, what are they going to see? So I think they should be doing more of that. Um, but I don't know. What were you going to say, Kendall? Yeah, no, I mean, the one thing I, the one thing I would say, um, this is outside outside of the trailer. Uh, I, I was happy to see the, the reception that uh, Kelly Marie Tran got yep. from the Star Wars community, you know. She she obviously she had gone through a lot of a lot of a lot of hate in the last year. Um Yep. You know, for whatever reason. But um she has the fact that she got that 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 you know she probably got the loudest applause of any of any of the stars there. But, yeah. you know, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, um, you know, JJ Abrams, anybody that was there. Uh Billy D. She, I mean, so I would just wanted to give the give the Star Wars fans a shout out. Yeah, that yeah, shout them out also for Ahmed Best being there and then you know giving him yeah. huge rounds of applause uh, uh, when he was on the floor and when he was uh, at the Phantom Menace twentieth anniversary panel. Um, yeah. he, he got huge rounds of applause and you know and look, man, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of hate. Of kids grew up probably liking Jar Jar. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's he has a lot of hate. There's also a lot of, also a lot of positivity. You know, so uh, we gotta remember these. These are people. (laughs) You know, I I don't know why sometimes, sometimes, you know, as fans, they just forget that. But these are human beings playing these people. So, um, you know, it's always good that to have the fan base show them support when they come out to events like these. Um, Sure. uh, But all right, so some just a bit of other movie news to kind of. You know, round off this news around the episode nine. So we're hearing from Disney, and it's actually coming from Kathleen Kennedy, who spoke with Entertainment Weekly, where she, uh, she says that we're just going we're gonna have a hiatus. Um, so she says uh, we're going to take a hiatus for a couple of years, uh, and we're taking the time to really look at when this is going, uh, look at where this is going, um, from the standpoint of a saga. So they're going to be taking a hiatus. Um, you know, which I think makes sense and I think isn't um, unusual to Star Wars fans. I mean, before in the in the other trilogies, there were hiatuses where they took breaks in between. There wasn't this every year Star Wars movie thing, which I don't think was a good idea in the first place. Um, I think they're realizing that now. Bob Iger even said it literally hmm. in an interview. Um, so, you know, so I think this just makes sense. They need time, take time to uh, figure out what they want to do. Um you know, and, uh, you know, figure out where they want to go from here. So I think that's just the right thing to do. Honestly, I welcome it. Um, but, uh, what do you, what do you guys think about, uh, Star Wars taking a break? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's interesting because, you know, there were times last year in the last like two years where, we had talked about like, oh yeah, it's, at some point we're gonna get two Star Wars movies a year. Like, well, yeah, that was Marvel. yeah, that was uh, way too much. <laughs> and so to see them now feel like they have to hit the reset button, kind of collect themselves. Uh, I mean, it's just interesting because like nothing's really changed except their movies haven't been great and haven't all been, you know, well received. 
because uh, Marvel's never gonna Marvel's not gonna do a slowdown because all their movies are good. You know, like I mean, Captain Marvel probably wasn't the most well received Marvel movie we've ever seen, but it was still very positive and would be, you know, one of the better Star Wars movies that we've seen in the last like twenty years. Um, if we put it on that scale, so like, so my thing is like, um, I, I feel like they they had that they hit the ground running with Force Awakens and with Rogue One, and that's when the that's when the talk happened that yeah we might get two a year. Uh, we've got the anthology movies coming out. We've got uh, sequel trilogy, and then once sequel trilogy is done, we got to hit the ground running with episodes ten and eleven and twelve. Um, but specifically with the anthology movies, it was going to be Solo and uh, Kenobi and Boba Fett and all these movies that they talked about doing. I I don't know if their move now is to say maybe we'll just transition to uh, Disney Plus and maybe focus on that. That seems to be what the word is behind the scenes. But I don't know. We'll see. But I just that's my biggest takeaway is that, you know, there's a re- been a real shift in... Uh, in, in their mentality of first it was let's get all these pro- projects out there to now it's, it's slow down let's take our time so. yeah I mean I think that it makes sense uh, like Ichimari said you know we've been very I mean again on our standpoint spoiled some people maybe say you know tortured by, <laughs> by the release of these Star Wars movies every year <laughs> but um, but no I mean we think about it uh, when did Last Jedi come when did uh, Return of the Jedi come out like 80 or somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Like, and then we had Phantom Menace in what 2000. <laughs> like, yep. So it was 20 years, almost 20 years between those movies, and we didn't have people. I don't, at least I don't remember people being like, "Where the next Star Wars movie has been 20 years," you know. Right. So I, I, I think that uh, we had a break even between uh, Revenge of the Sith and this new trilogy. That was yep. probably about 10 years or whatever. So um, I think a a a hiatus is probably necessary. Not just for uh, the company, but I think for the actors too. You know, uh, all these uh, Boyega, Ridley, um, all of these actors have become big name pe- big name actors now in Hollywood. I'm sure there are plenty of other projects they would love to pursue outside of Star Wars. You know, they don't want to have the commitment of like, oh, well, I got to do shoot Star Wars six months out of every year. You know, right? Um, and I think that uh, time away. I think we saw it both times. Time away absolutely helps the franchise. Yep. Uh, I remember being nine years old and Phantom Men is coming out and the hype for that just being just unlike anything I'd ever seen uh, as a young kid. Um, I remember I saw, we saw the hype for Force Awakens yep. and how that happened and how crazy that was. So this will help. And I think this actually will help. This this next hiatus, I think, will even make, perhaps create even more hype because assuming we're not going to be jumping 50 years into the future, and we're not, talk, oh, we're not talking about a 50-year hiatus. We're talking about maybe 10 years, 6, 7 years. Uh, now you'll see Daisy Ridley and some of these characters that were young become adults and become, you know, true, like, you know, beast in their in, in their fields, whatever they're that, doing, whether it be uh, Finn, whether it be a Poe, whether it be a, 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 a you know, a, 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 what's the name, um, Ray. So there's going to be the other two trilogies. They didn't carry anyone over. You know, they, they didn't have to say, oh, we got Luke coming back. Like, no, Luke wasn't in the next trilogy because they went backwards. Um, and in the last trilogy, uh, they really only brought Han Solo in the first movie. Han Solo and Chewie. 
everyone else was new. So this time they'll have if they if things go well, a whole cast to come come back to the whole the, core the one, back. The one the one question I want to raise that you brought, that you, that you brought up is how long do we consider a hiatus? Because you know we we kind of had this conversation about you know last week on our show on our sports show not sports show our hero show about the, you know how long will is very long for the X Men to come into the MCU? How long is very long for there to be? another trilogy or even another movie. So what she actually says, and looking at her quote, um, she says for a couple of years is, is what she says in the actual quote. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be too long. Or at least, it, you know, she wouldn't imagine. She wouldn't imagine. Five years without, I mean, they could. That's probably what they mm. need if they really want to have that effect that EG was talking about. But that, I mean, that's a lot of money they're passing up on. I I would assume. I mean, I mean, she says a couple of years. And we got to think too. A couple of years. I don't. What you know? We don't know if she's talking about a couple of years of shooting or a couple right. of years from development. Like, could, are they just gonna just freeze all Star Wars projects until a couple of years and then they start redevelopment again? Because if that's the case, you still could be looking at four to five years of a hiatus by the time the next movie comes out. You're just saying a couple of years. To me, it has to be that because to me, a couple of years for a movie. Normally, it's been a couple of years in between these movies anyway. Didn't Last Jedi come out in 2017? Yeah. It's 2019, we're getting this movie. Didn't, and then Force Awakens came out in 2015. Yeah. So I mean, what the only thing is that they've been coming out with a movie every year with these other movies, these kind of these spinoff movies. True. Um, but even then, I would assume if they're coming back, they're going to be coming back with something different. And they don't have, they're not shooting a new episode 10 immediately after this. There's no plans for that. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some time in between these mega sagas. So I think that they're uh, I, I I I think that they're going to I think this hiatus Kendall will be at least we're in 2019 now. There won't be another Star Wars movie until at the earliest 2022, but I think 2023 is probably more likely in terms of the earliest we'll see another Star Wars movie. And if it was beyond that, it wouldn't shock me. Mm. Because they're going to have, and we're going to talk about it a lot in the show, they're going to have so much other content. It's not like they're not doing Star Wars. Like, they got multiple TV shows they're trying to do. They got, they're trying to do other stuff, video games. So we'll have Star Wars in the lexicon. It just won't be on the big screen. Right. Um, so, uh, and that's true. Now, I also want to bring up that Kathleen Kennedy mentioned, also in Entertainment Weekly, that uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss are going to be working in tandem with Ryan Johnson on their trilogies, yeah, which I guess people, is going to happen. people just uh, canceled their 2024 tickets to the <laughs> next Star Wars movie. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, they're going to be working in tandem with Ryan Johnson. Um, so Ryan Johnson, uh, and, and it's funny, some people, I'm even reading some people that are just like, Oh, there goes the D- the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. And it's like, yo, really? Just because Ryan Johnson's name is even... A, a, just because they're talking to the guy? They're just talking to him? They can't even talk to him? <laughs> but it's it's ridiculous. So, um, uh, But yeah, so people... You know, so Ryan Johnson is working with, with uh, Benioff and Weiss. And I'm excited about that. Um, I think Ryan Johnson is a very talented guy. I liked what he did with The Last Jedi uh, for the most part. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but... 
Uh, for the most part, I liked what he did, so I'm excited to see what he can do with his. With, I don't know about a trilogy. I still don't think he should have a trilogy, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and uh, Benioff and Weiss, they, the Game of Thrones speaks for itself. So I'm extremely excited to see what they can do. She also said that they are looking into different um, uh, time periods. So either very far in the future, very far in the past. Uh, but when she, when she was asked about that um, into uh, uh, set, well, actually, no, being set very far in the past, she said, yes, absolutely. Um, she says, I think that's absolutely on the horizon. We're looking at whether we can move massively in one direction or the other. It's still Star Wars holding on to the DNA of what George created. It's still very important to us. It says, I think this is a huge opportunity to step into the galaxy in a little bit different part of the timeline. So she's coming around to this idea that people want to see. Uh, I mean, they, she was asked specifically about the, the past. So I think specifically the Old Republic. You know, someone at Lucasfilm is telling her <laughs> uh, that, listen, people want to see the Old Republic. You should give them the Old Republic. That's what people want to see. So, you know, I think, she, you know, she's coming around to the fact that, listen, this is something that, you know, uh, people want to see. We have Benioff and Weiss, who, if anyone can pull it off, it's them. Uh, you know, and listen, I like Ryan Johnson. I think he could do something with the Old Republic if he were to do if he were to choose to do something like that. So I think that we have a lot of really good news uh, coming with regards to that. Um, but I don't know. Did you guys want to say anything about that? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that it seems like. I mean, I don't know if this is a deal where the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the Benioff and Weiss trilogy like maybe combined um yeah it's very unclear what's going on or if they still have their own thing i mean we had heard word that the ryan johnson trilogy was out yeah. we had heard that yeah uh the benioff and weiss project was being turned into a television project um so it it, it uh it's been a lot of overlapping reports and Honestly, it probably would make sense, especially if we're talking about the Star Wars slowdown, which, you know, we just talked about and kind of really been talked about for a while. You know, it probably would be better off if we didn't have two other separate trilogies running concurrently and maybe you could find a way to I agree. overlap them. Um, I agree. This, this does... also this feels like one of those deals where it's like, you know, in sports where you like the you like the coach better than you like the, the team. You know, or you, or better than you like, like I feel like they like Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss, and I don't know if they really care what they do. Like I, don't, I think it's more <laughs> about those guys than it is about like the story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, they, they're just like, look, we, we think you guys can do something good. So, well, look, I definitely, th- I definitely think that's the case for Ryan Johnson, and I don't, I don't, to this day, I don't understand. And I like the Last Jedi you know, a lot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I, I don't think, understand why they gave him a trilogy. Like he's George Lucas or something, and this was yeah, they sense. announced it, EJ. They announced his trilogy before the movie even came out. <laughs> no, that's I why know. I was so hyped for the movie. I'm like, yo, they gave him a trilogy. Yeah, I said on this show, like, episode nine <laughs> would be legendary, <laughs> or episode eight. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, and then the movie comes out, and people are angry and upset and depressed and all this stuff. I like the movie, but I don't think he deserves a trilogy. That movie didn't earn anybody a trilogy, in my opinion, um, especially not with something as big as Star Wars. You know, that, like that's insane. So, um, 
so yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird. I think they should be combined. Um, you know, I agree. It seems like, uh, I think it, it just seems like a poor allocation of resources. I'm not a, I'm not an owner. I'm not Bob Iger, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. to have, you know, two trilogies being worked on at once. I mean, shouldn't they focus on one? And then, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, then, you say Kathleen mentioned though, that like they, they, they seem to be very much invested in very different timelines on the Star Wars spectrum. Right. So, uh, it, what will be weird is if if they if these timelines are much different, why would why would they need to work together if I they're know. doing different tri- like that's what's I mean, tricky with I, what Kathleen said. I mean, everything now with how they have canon now, everything has to fit. Yeah. So I mean, I understand them needing to. She said very closely. Yeah, she said very closely. To me, that's that's not like a check in. Say, hey, by the way, like I'm yeah. setting this thing up. Maybe it'd be nice in the future movie if you set this up somehow. Like very closely to me is like you guys. Yeah, are, that's like y'all, they're working y'all, y'all are, yeah, y'all are working. <laughs> y'all, y'all are in the in 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 the in the uh, foxhole. Yeah, you know, really trying to story build. You know, and again, if you're doing your own movie and one guy's doing his own movie, it seems like a weird, yeah, weird thing. It's very strange. Um, but you know, it's a very strange situation. But um, you know, either way, I'm glad we're getting more content. You know, I, I can am, only complain so much. I I do kind of wonder. I mean, the Star Wars brand kind of. You know, you can kind of pencil in a number in terms of the box office just by Star Wars being slapped onto something. But I do wonder, going very, very back into the past, how how lucrative that is in the next decade. You know, I I, I don't I honestly don't know if, if it is that lucrative to me. See, uh, I always thought that there would be more a project like this would be more suited for like a, a TV something like Disney I Plus agree. even. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, but I mean, I don't know. Like I said, if anyone can do it, it's Benioff and Weiss. I think. Sure. You know, I mean, those guys are extremely talented. They're used to working in kind of older time periods. Yeah. And the older public is very much like. I think honestly, it's very much like the universe in Game of Thrones, which is weird. Mm. Um, but it's a lot of just you know different you know lords and and different Sith and, and, and ruling over their particular areas and a lot of internal politics within the Jedi and the Sith. And it's a lot of that stuff. And they are masters at, work, at working with that sure. stuff. So, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, I mean, I, I'm skeptical as well, but, uh, you know, if that's what they're working on, I'm really excited to see what they have in store for us. Um now, I think that's a good segue into uh, the next topic, which is The Mandalorian. So, The Mandalorian is a, the a television show being developed for Disney Plus, uh, led, uh, created by and, and ran by De- uh, um, John Favreau, mm-hmm. uh, showrunner, and Dave Filoni, who's also an executive producer who has worked on The Clone Wars, Rebels, and is kind of supervising Star Wars Resistance as well. Um, so,. Uh, Man, what they showed and and look, they didn't reveal it on the stream. I could talk for hours about how upset I am <laughs> and how they've handled the live streams. Um, you know, uh, I guess just to summarize, I think they should give the people that are there um, either either I think they should do one or two things: either give them physical products like posters, T-shirts, things like that, to make it be like, okay, yeah, this is what you get for being here. Mm-hmm. You know, for actually showing up and paying money to come and, and look at this content. And they get the thing of being right in front of them, you know? Right. Like, you know, right. not this thing of like, oh, we'll show you guys the trailer. Or we'll show you guys 
a behind the scenes re- re- sizzle reel, which is what they showed, which is ridiculous. That when I watched it, when I looked it up, I'm thinking it were I'm gonna because I looked up the footage that they didn't show us in the live stream, and uh, it was a behind the scenes. The first one was a behind the scenes sizzle reel. They didn't they didn't feel comfortable to show that. That I mean, was, that, was that wasn't that wasn't that special. I'm just gonna keep it real. It was cool. <laughs> it was cool to see. That wasn't that special. That was nothing. Was gonna nothing break the internet. I, like, I <laughs> like if I would have been in attendance and like I can't imagine if like that was like shown on the live stream being like upset, being like I paid right. money. And everyone got to see this. <laughs> like no one's gonna be like that. No, no one's, one's gonna feel. I've, no I've one's never gonna be that. like like I'm not as a as a. As someone who didn't go to celebration, because their mindset is probably we want people to pay and to go. But as someone who didn't go to celebration, not getting a behind the scenes reel isn't going to make people want to go. That's never going to make me upset. Like, I, what you do um, is you show us a behind the scenes reel and then be like, we have a trailer, but you guys can't see it because you're not here. I feel like I feel like uh, Lucasfilm, Disney, they seem to be overvaluing the scissor reel. Overvaluing <laughs> it. <laughs> it feels like. They think the sizzle reel is it, man. Like they, after after what, a couple years ago when they showed y'all that sizzle reel like three yeah, times. Rogue One, that was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then this, you know, and, and you know, well, we're not even gonna show y'all the sizzle reel because this is this is the this is the heat right here. I'm like, yo, y'all could chill. When they had it's a, a teaser reel. prepared, it'd be one thing if they didn't have a teaser. <laughs> right. Yeah, they had it. Like that's all they had. I'd be like, all right, fair enough. But they had that and they had a teaser and they showed neither. Yeah, which you know is crazy. I think they should either give them products, or just show them, just straight up show them an episode. You know, right. or like have some have if you have other footage, show the other footage. But if they have an episode, show the episode, but don't show that to the people in the live stream. Which right, you know, showing what, an episode as some as we've all been to Comic Con, showing an episode that's where you really feel oh yeah I yeah got my money's worth. right exactly. exactly. That you know? that's, this is uh, this is real exclusive content right here. Yeah, or even like Spider Man, I mean, Spider Man into mean, the really Spider Verse showing the movie. You know, right? Exactly. Like they did with the Spider Man, like a half show of the movie. movie or show part of the movie. Um, you know, even though some parts were unfinished, but I didn't care. <laughs> you know, so it. Uh, yeah, they 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 messed that up, and they messed it up in a Resistance panel too. But I'll get into that later. <laughs> so this, um, the overall in terms of the panel. Itself, just speaking on the panel very quickly. Uh, the panel was awesome. Clearly, I didn't know how much of a of a of a of a Star Wars fan John Favreau was. He's a huge Star Wars fan, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, so he is uh, extremely passionate to the people that are working on there. They're like, you know, in, in certain scenes with John Favreau, he would just be tearing up, talking about you know this scene or this thing that he that he wanted them to do and it's just like wow you know the passion the passion that he brought to this project i'm just so excited to see what he was able to do it's just looking at what he was able to do with um the marvel cinematic universe um i mean there's something like this which is really a passion project for him and for dave filoni who it's about it's long past time for him to have gotten something live action related uh to work on um apparently these two like knew each other it's so weird hearing the story about how, how Filoni met John Favreau. Um, Favreau was working on Iron Man, and Filoni was working on the Clone Wars, and they happened to meet. They're yeah, <laughs> both working at uh, Star Wars Ranch. Yeah, they're both Skywalker working Ranch. at the Skywalker Ranch, and then they showed each other like their projects. So Filoni saw Iron Man before Iron Man came out, and uh, Favreau saw the Clone Wars before the Clone Wars came out, and and then they just. Ke- continuously been in communication since then 
And now we have this uh, amazing project that's being released. Um, you know, we got to see uh, Gina Carano, who's, uh, listen, shout out to any MMA fighters out there uh, that are fans of Gina Carano. She seemed to be really stoked to be a part of this project. Um, and, you know, also no a gladiator. Oh, yeah. Also <laughs> <laughs> gladiator. Um, and uh, no surprise to anyone, she did her own stunts. Mm. Uh, Favreau was talking about how the stunt double was just like doing this, sitting there doing nothing because <laughs> Gina Carano was doing all these stunts. And, um, and listen, shout out to her. Shout out to uh, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself. Seemed extremely excited to have that role. Um, and shout out to Carl Weathers, uh, you know, uh, which I never would have ex- expected him yeah. to be a part of Star Wars, but he seemed extremely excited to be a part of the project. Um, and he seemed my, extremely. My, my one, oh, my yeah. one uh, wish for, with Carl Weathers is that if he had the death scene, uh, we need some guy to, to be in the background. You know, throw the damn belt. Throw the damn Oh, yeah, man. They can't. They better not kill him off in this series, yo. They better not. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I thought the panel was great. Um, and speaking on the scissor reel as well, um, uh, listen, as much as I, I, you know, don't think it was worth hiding from people, from what they showed, it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, this looks like, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars. Um, in the outer reaches of the galaxy, just come to life, just like you know, just like ah, uh, I don't even know. It's like an old western. They kept saying that in uh, the panel too, that they were inspired by the old westerns, like how George was inspired, and uh, you know, uh, like kind of like the lone gunman, you know, out you know doing his own thing and kind of has a questionable morality, you know, and all that stuff, and. Um, uh, yeah, this. It, I mean, it's so. I'm so impressed by like the the concept art and the different shots that they were able to show us with the different creatures and the um, just just everything that they showed. Honestly, just everything that they showed. I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the teaser, with the sh- the, the short uh, fight scenes that we got in that. It's about what I had uh, anticipated or what I had expected, which is. Uh, I think this could easily become more popular than, um, uh, uh, well, this could kind of overshadow. I'm just going to keep it real. This could overshadow episode nine. If, you know, it if it looks like the production quality is what it is <laughs> uh, from what they're showing. Because um, this looks spectacular. Uh, but what do you guys, what do you guys think about what they showed in, in uh, any parts of the panel? Um, I, I thought that the, uh, I thought, both the scissor reel and the teaser they showed was very impressive. Um, this was to me a very interesting project because they said this was going to be Game of Thrones type of budget, uh, yeah. Game of Thrones type of uh, of attention, and you say that, but I got to see it for me to yeah. believe it. And even in the scissor reel, where you see the behind the scenes stuff, you just see like, oh yeah, no, this is not some Mickey Mouse. No, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> this is some Mickey Mouse organization, some some rinky dink kind of thing they're throwing together right. this is going to look like star wars i think that was important you know uh when you're doing a star wars anything with a star wars label on it uh the most important thing to me initially is just that look it's gotta look like star wars and for it to look like star wars now to be fair you know george lucas started his thing in the 70s but still like uh to make that uh work in 2019 it has to look a certain way that's going to cause a certain amount of money and the fact that uh disney 
uh, has been willing to invest in this project like this, and it is great. And that's probably why Favreau, you know, got onto it. I don't know if he would have signed on to do something like this if it didn't look like this. But right. seeing even just how the doors close and how things, just little things that you you wouldn't expect to see from a TV show, yeah, uh, were really stunning to see. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, what about you, Kendall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certainly going to be a level of hype to this uh, show. Um, I do want to get, still feel like I want to get more like plot. Um, mm-hmm. It still be kind of secretive, uh, but in terms of like EJ mentioned, you know, the, one of the first things you look for is that Star Wars look, you know, that Star Wars feel, and it definitely has that, you know, beyond like beyond the human characters, but even having the alien characters around, and uh, you know, it, I mean, right now you can't really tell that it's TV versus a movie. Um, oh yeah, you can't tell at all, yeah, honestly. No. <laughs> So that that's that's uh, obviously something that's exciting. Uh, I, I beyond that, you know, you're gonna to all to, to throw in to throw into that uh, Star Wars feel. You're gonna have to know if we have a uh, how that soundtrack comes up, comes uh, comes about. It won't be John Williams working on the score, so right. uh, we'll see if um, the score ends up being. Uh, something that uh, is a strength of this uh, show, but I honestly I like to see I did really like the sizzle reel. You know I thought the teaser was uh, all right, um, but I, I did like just getting more of that like just more transparency on what they were working on. You know what I mean? Because they they've been quiet really in the production of this. You know it's not like John Favreau's been going around doing interviews. With everybody, he can with anybody that's willing to that's willing to ask him questions. I mean, you right. know, they they've been fairly secretive. So to see like that sizzle reel where they're kind of talking about what they've been working on and showing what they've been working on, I thought that was uh, definitely just something that was much needed. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a cool panel. Just I, any panel that's run by Dave Filoni is going to be funny. So yeah, it, thought it worked. Yeah. Um... Uh, also, a quick shout out to Ludwig uh, Gorenson who's doing the score. Oh, Ludwig's yeah. a monster. Yeah. So, oh boy, this, uh, man, this show is gonna be a, a beat. This yeah. show is gonna look, man. I'm looking forward to these Marvel shows on Disney Plus, but <laughs> look, man, they got a lot of competition. Okay, this show, oh my god. Um, and uh, also, I'd also like to give a shout out to Dave Filoni as well um, for finally getting the recognition he deserves. Uh, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy uh, came out before kind of early on in the panel, right when it started, um, was standing next to John and Dave, and she was like, listen, um, you know, she, of course she said her piece about John Favreau because he's spectacular. Um, and she said, listen, this guy, and this guy right here, you know, of course he got a huge applause. She's like, listen, this uh, it's long past time he started working on something, uh, you know, live action, uh, because he's been so spectacular and he knows so much. And like we, I've been saying this for years now. At this point, <laughs> on this show, I mean, he's literally George's apprentice. He worked with George on the Clone Wars, and it's clear like he listened. Yeah. You know, he always says that he's like, I listened to George. I absorbed what he told me. You know, because he was kind of just this young guy, this young writer guy, and George, like, he was like working under George Lucas on the Clone Wars, and 
you know, they both created the character of Ahsoka Tano and all the stories that we see all in the Clone Wars. And it's like this, and then he just went on and did Rebels on his own, which was spe- which a good portion of it was spectacular, you know, in terms of the storytelling. Um, and uh, you know, and at this point, I feel like he is just kind of the he's the next he's the closest thing that they have to George Lucas. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna come out right out and say it. Um, you know, he you know is clearly so in tune with the story. And you know the heart and and uh, uh, of what a Star Wars story should be, um, and uh, you know it uh, it's just so uh, you know satisfying to see a creator uh, finally start getting the recognition and the respect that he deserves. So I want to give a shout out to Dave Filoni, um, you know, for reaching this milestone and hopefully he starts working on more live action projects as well. Um, now. Uh, uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was revealed in this panel. I don't think there was. I think really it's just everything that I saw looked spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors and actresses seem extremely excited. Favreau seems extremely excited. I'm glad we're already hearing rumors that it was renewed for a season two um, or that it's getting a season two. Uh, just from what I saw there, I want a season two. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need to see anything else. Give me two. Give me a season two. Give me a season three at least, because I need to see this show. Um, all right. On that note, uh, I think we can move on to um, the next topic, which is Jedi uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the video game being released by Respawn and uh, EA and published by EA. Um, you know, uh, which a lot of people don't want to hear at this point, but I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Game not gonna be good. uh listen uh listen so how i feel about that is ea came out and said um online and it was even mentioned during the panel by someone at respawn that this game will have no microtransactions no loot boxes no season pass no extra dlc that you gotta buy (laughs) it's just a single player (laughs) story game that you can buy for 60 bucks and just enjoy it so I'm, I'm hoping that I'm taking them at their word that this is just what it is. If that's the case, I'm extremely excited and extremely impressed by what we've shown in the trailer. Now, it wasn't gameplay, but it was made in-engine. Um, so what we saw is comparable to what, in terms of the graphics and everything, is comparable to what we would see in the game, in the actual game. And it is... Um, uh, I don't know, and just the story itself. I mean, following a Padawan that survived Order 66, um, you know, and... and not uh, Kanan Jarrus? Not Kanan Jarrus, which we speculated on <laughs> in the last episode. It isn't Kanan Jarrus. I thought it, it could be, but it wasn't. Um, you know, which is fine. I think that's totally fine. Totally realistic that another Padawan survived. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, 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 Cameron... Uh, Monahan is playing um, uh, the main character, uh, who who is Cal. His name is Cal, um, and uh, so any Gotham fans out there would probably be excited about that. Um, uh, and uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the the gameplay, the motion in the gameplay was done through mocap. Which is really cool. So it actually showed uh, him in the mo in the mocap suit with the dots on his face and all that stuff with a lightsaber, you know, like actually doing moves. And I'm like, this is you know, 
this is some uh, really good stuff that I'm seeing here. And this because they had like all these different behind the scenes sizzle reels, so that was really cool to see. Um, and um, uh, the uh, uh, you know, of course, they had the people from the Lucasfilm Story Group come in, and then the people from Respawn came in, and uh, you know, they talked about what the game was and what their idea for the game was. Now, I trust uh, that this game will be decent um, based on the fact of uh, Respawn is doing the game. They did, they came out with uh, Titanfall, which I loved. Um, Titanfall 2 as well. Apex Legends, which is going crazy right now all over the internet. Everybody's playing that game. Um, uh, you know, And then the people at Respawn also worked on the older uh, shooters as well. I mean, Call of Duty, Medal of Honor. Um, you know, uh, and so they're known for more for shooter games, multiplayer games. Uh, but the team that, according to the, the people at the panel, uh, the team that they assembled to work on this game was mainly, uh, for a story or not story. They were mainly for uh, single player experiences mm-hmm. like God of War. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm extremely, uh, stoked. I'm very excited and I'm confident that this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I like what I saw as well. Um, obviously, we know uh, Cameron is an extremely talented actor, yeah. so uh, he's definitely the right person that I think could definitely, uh, uh, you know, be the main character for this kind of story. He could drive this home, and then we know, you know, voice acting is different, and now he's got to do motion capture. But it seems to me, if you could pull off the Joker the way he did, I think that you could almost take in on any role and and take it in stride. Right. Uh, he's a talented young actor. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from him as his career uh, continues to move forward. But yeah, I thought I thought everything looked great. The graphics looked beautiful. Um, I, I know people are down on EA and they're down on on everything yeah. you know Star Wars video game related from the recent uh, you know battleground experiences, but battlefront battlefront sorry uh, experiences. But I do at, at the end of the day, I do think we also got it. Got to give them some chance, especially now that is Respawn working on the game as right. well. You know, if it was only EA, then maybe I would understand a little bit of the uh, apprehension. But uh, Respawn has done great work. You know, they don't seem to put their name uh, next to anything that's trash. Right. So, so I, I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I like what I saw so far. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Kenneth? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. Uh. I I mean I feel like this gave they gave us a lot of um in terms in terms of trailers uh that we saw all weekend I mean this one gave us like the most like that I think we learned the most from this one about whatever property they were showing um I feel like like EJ mentioned the graphics so far look pristine um you know I think that uh it definitely like, what would you say that this game will be, like, based off of? Like, in terms of, like, other games that have been... Because we talked about the 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 visceral game that got canceled <laughs> being uh-huh. supposed, supposedly being, like, Uncharted. Is, have they given this, like, kind of, like, a base? They haven't. Parent? They haven't. I feel like um, we have to see gameplay, but... I kind of feel the same way. Um, if I had to guess, I would guess, and I didn't play this game. I've, I've watched someone else play this game very briefly and, um, 
you know, just based on what they said in other interviews with IGN after the panel, too. Uh, a lot of people like the Star Wars Episode Three Revenge of the Sith video game. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, I feel like this may be something similar. Because uh, they said, and they said in the game, at first I was thinking, oh, he's hiding from the Empire. And IGN came to this conclusion, too. Oh, there's probably going to be a lot of stealth in the game. And they came out and said no. <laughs> mm. They're like, there's really going to be barely any stealth. We want, you know, if you have a lightsaber, we want you to be able to go in and use that lightsaber. You know, and actually fight and engage in action and stuff. Uh, which that was, I mean, that game was, it was story and cutscenes and stuff, but it was also action. When it was action, it was you were going in and you were cutting people up. And that's what it was. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's kind of hard to find something to compare it to. but Because um, a lot of games nowadays rely a lot on stealth. Yeah, a lot of, especially a lot of single player games. Um, I mean, I guess the most recent one that I can think of that doesn't is God of War. So I mean, I guess that could be a comparison. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, either way, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm so excited for this game. Uh, I I literally can't wait. Uh, another thing I'm excited for in regards to this is the fact that we're getting a new canon story. Yeah. So we were introduced to um, uh, a new Inquisitor. This is set. The, yeah, you saw that, right? This is the second sister, according to uh, the um, the people at the panel respawn in the story group, um, and this character apparently was introduced in the comics in the Vader comic. It was kind of in the background, but she was there. Um, and we have new troopers. So these are purge troopers. So they were trained to fight Jedi. Uh, to help the Inquisitors hunt down the remaining Jedi and kill them. So I am very excited to see them as well. And I always love when they introduce these people because they can be used in so many different things. Um, and uh, and listen, man, I like I when it comes to the stories surrounding this new saga and everything else that's been created, the story group, they have my trust. These people hmm. know how to create new Star Wars characters, new Star Wars creatures, new stormtroopers, new stories. I've liked the novels for the most part. I've liked the, the comics, you know, uh, you know, uh, listen, whatever problems I've had with the late, with some of the saga movies that have come out, everything else, I feel like the story is delivered, you know? So when it comes to people complaining about Disney star Wars, you know, there's a whole lot of star Wars out there and all the stories we've gotten so far from the Lucasfilm story group that this group, this, I guess, brain trust <laughs> that they've created. Yeah. These people know what they're doing. They know how to create new content. So I'm really looking forward to this new story as well. Um, but I don't know. Did you guys have anything else to say on this uh, game? Um, not necessarily on this game, but uh, there was also word out of Celebration that we will be getting a Lego Star Wars game. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that, they got like... Some, I forgot who was talking. Uh, I think one of the sound editors from Skywalker Sound was talking about like all the stuff they've been working on. He was like, yeah, you know, we got... Episode nine coming out. We got uh, Mandalorian, Jedi Fallen Order. We even got a new Lego game coming out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, uh-huh. like, wait, what? <laughs> wow, all right. To look out for. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's just an assumption that it'll be a like comprehensive game with every with all the movies that's come out recently. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, because um, they haven't uh, made one yet. I mean, they made the last one they made was Lego: The Force Awakens. Yeah, exactly. They didn't make one for the Last Jedi, which is interesting. So I guess now they're making one. I don't know if this is going to have episodes eight and nine. I mean, it might. Um, and maybe yeah. they will because maybe they felt like it didn't make sense to 
you know, from the uh, timing and money standpoint, to have a, a Lego game for every single Star Wars movie that came out. So it's like, all right, well, the trilogy's right. going to end. Let's do it at the end of the trilogy and just mm-hmm. put everyone in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be what they're doing. Um, I mean, when it comes to the Lego games, they're so, like, they're so wacky. I mean, they kind of do whatever they want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's really going to complain. So, um, but yeah, that is exciting news, definitely. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna round off the show um, talking about the Clone Wars panel, and then briefly about the Resistance panel afterwards. Um, so the Clone Wars panel was really good. Uh, you got all the cast ca- that came back. Um, so you got uh, Matthew Woods, Grievous, D. Bradley Baker as all the clones, <laughs> including Rex. Um, uh, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. You got Sam Witwer as uh, Darth Maul. Um, you know, I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, they brought everybody. They brought uh, basically everybody back. They even they brought in um, uh, oh, geez, why am I forgetting his name? The voice actor for Anakin. Oh, uh, no. Nah, yeah, uh, what's the name? Oh, wait, hold up. I got you. Uh, Matt Latner? Matt, yeah, Matt, yeah, Lanter. Matt Lanter. There we go. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why I'm that, that name was. Yeah, not James Arnold Taylor. Though they brought him in, too. Um, so they brought in Matt Lanters, uh, Anakin, James Arnold Taylor's Obi-Wan. Um, so yeah, they brought the whole crew in. So that I was extremely... That, that was uh, really cool, just seeing them all together again. With Dave, uh, of course, which, <laughs> which is uh, just great to see. Um, and, you know, of course, this live stream, they actually showed everything, which was welcomed. Um, so, I mean, they showed a couple of clips of Ahsoka, of, uh, Ahsoka and, um, uh, listen, man, I'm so, I'm so excited. Some people are more excited for this than anything else hmm. that's coming out, which is, <laughs> which is saying a lot, I think. Um, but I mean, I think it just goes to show of the, the talent of, uh, you know, the, the crew that worked on this show and of Dave Filoni for heading spearheading the ship, you know, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, I feel like if any show deserved a proper end, it was this one. Yeah. Cause it spent so long building, um, you know, and then to just be cut off with, you know, of course with the, you know, George Lucas selling the company to Disney and then Disney being like, Oh, this is our show and blah, blah, blah. And then they make rebels and, so I mean, you know, I, I mean, I know that like it's just it was just business. It was just business. You know, they weren't canceled because of you know poor ratings or anything like that. But um, you know, I feel like it. I feel like this this had to happen. You know, so I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm extremely excited. I love the the trailer that they showed. Yeah. Um, you know, and Dave Filoni during the panel even said he's like, listen. You know, when we did this, the Siege of Mandalore, uh, this sequence, it's like, I wanted this battle to be the, the, an epic battle. You know, he even said, he's like some sequences, like in Rebels, like when, say when, when Maul died in Rebels, he's like, I wanted that to be more of a quieter kind of, more of a, 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 a more like a quieter moment, you know, in the story. He's like this, I wanted just to be an epic, big, epic battle, which is exactly what I want to hear. Cause I love the, I love that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, it sounds like this is exactly what I, what I would have wanted, um, and I'm excited to see Ahsoka, Ahsoka's story, come to a, come to an actual conclusion, uh, and the same goes for Darth Maul, um, 
you know, shout out to Sam Witwer. He said he said during the panel, he's like, when I read the the what they what they had in store for Darth Maul, I was literally blown away. And it was the last thing that I did not expect anything that they showed, which I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, he's like, he said, he's like, this is the best mall stuff that I've, that they've done that I've seen. So, so yeah, I'm extremely excited. I loved everything that they showed. Um, uh, what did you guys think about the, the Clone Wars sneak peek? Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, I didn't finish the Clone Wars. So like oh well, yeah yeah I forgot about that. There's <laughs> a, a lot that you know obviously still has to tie in. So, it, but also I feel like I I think that they it lost a little bit of juice only because like only because Rebels I already saw Rebels you know what I mean right. so like I, I feel like that trailer would have been even crazier had um. Like this came out. Before Honestly, Rebels. I agree. I completely agree with that. I'm gonna completely agree. With I kind of know like how certain things. Are gonna yeah, happen. we know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah I know it's over <laughs> in Rebels, so certain things are gonna happen. I know Maul is it's gonna be in, in, in Rebels too. So, so in, in that regard, I think it lost a little bit of juice, but um, still exciting. Uh, definitely uh, interesting. See how they also will be interesting to see if they try and connect some of the stuff that happened in Rebels. Uh, like, are those going to be her? Are those the same lightsabers that, you know, she was using in Rebels? Like, did she change the Kyber crystals? I don't know. But regardless, um, I mean, yeah, I thought it was cool. I, I, I thought it was cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I speak as someone who really didn't watch uh, Clone Wars. Um, I watched more of Rebels, but I didn't even watch a lot of Rebels. So mm-hmm. this was, uh, I thought that, you know, the beginning of it definitely was more of like, hey, if you watch you know, Clone Wars, you kind of remember the ending, and now we're bringing you to this brand new season. So that part of it maybe didn't hit me as much. Maybe it would be for old fans, but uh, I thought it looked great. I, I, to me, like, this is the kind of art that all Star Wars shows should be looking like. I think that right. Resistance tried something new, but I don't know. It just doesn't work for me, what they've done with that show and kind of how they present it. Uh, this looks more like something that looks Star Wars-based. Like I said before, like, that to me, like, uh, one of the most important things about Star Wars is the look. And uh, to me, nothing I watch on Resistance looks like Star Wars. It looks like something else. Mm. This, to me, even though it's animation, to me, looks like Star Wars. So I thought it, it's the uh, the animation is, is great. Um, I, I, to me, I don't know how you feel, Shamar. You watched the show. I, I felt like some of the action sequences seemed like it was a step above what they were doing in 2008. You oh, know, yeah. You know, this is like to see this show come back into the future you know, and, and now have even more uh, to work with. It's gonna be really exciting. I, I like it. I, I, I'm I'm gonna try to watch some of these episodes, even though I'm totally not someone That's who's it. been in on the on the on the Clone Wars bandwagon. This this looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I was extremely impressed with what they showed. I do kind of agree with you, Kenel, in that, um, uh, you know, just yeah, you know, just in that, um, you know, it's uh, uh. You know, we already know what's going to happen. <laughs> we know what's going to happen to Ahsoka. We know what's going to happen to Maul. Um, so, uh, uh, so yeah, you know that kind of that kind of stinks. But um, either way, I'm extremely excited for Clone Wars. Uh, it was really touching seeing the cast talk about you know um, reminiscing uh, and things uh, as well, and talking about you know how they're all kind of like a family, and it was crazy getting the gang back together and stuff. Um, 
so yeah, it really. It, I agree with you, EJ. It really does look like it's going to be something special. Filoni even touched on that in the panel as well, and saying that you know they're able to use this technology now <laughs> that they didn't have back then. Yeah, you know, because it's just better now. So they could touch up the these facial features and do things like that that they couldn't do before. So, um, so yeah, this is going to be really special. I can definitely feel it. Um, all right, so I just I briefly want to just talk about resistance. This resistance panel. And, uh, you know, um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to I don't know if anyone here. Look, I know the Star Wars community, the hip hop community probably don't intersect too much. Does anyone knows who Charlemagne the God is? I'm going to pull a donkey of the day. Donkey of the day goes to start whoever is running the Star Wars celebration live stream. Whoever's running this stream. Why would they? So I'm watching this stream. It's like it's like the panel was fine. They had the cast members at the panel. Uh, you know, it was cool seeing them all together. I had a lot of issues <laughs> with this first season of Star Wars Resistance. Regardless, I'm a Star Wars fan. They had good moments. I liked the characters for the most part. So it was cool seeing the cast there in the panel. Um, and the people that run the show as well. Because it's kind of a passing of the torch in that the guy that's showrunner for this show was picked by Dave Filoni. He was like, hey, listen, I want you to work on this show. So, so it's kind of cool seeing that. Um... You know, panel's going fine. They start, they literally say, okay, let's get in, start talking about season two. Panel immediately cuts out and goes to some guy on the show floor <laughs> talking about whatever Wookiee thing he has on the floor. Who cares? Uh, who, I'm sorry, who cares? Who is running this? Who, what is going on with Star Wars Celebration and whoever's running this live stream? They, I got no information on season two. Uh, okay, I heard that they sh- eventually they showed an episode during the panel, which is why they cut out, which I'm like, okay, fine. Don't show me the episode. I don't got to see the episode. I can't hear no details on the second season. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you that's the whole reason everybody who's watching that live stream who enjoyed no, Star Wars Resistance. No way, no, there's no way anybody wants to watch that awful. No one wants to listen about that awful first season. No one wants to listen about how the cast felt about season one. They want to know, okay, so what am I going to get? How are you going to fix this? <laughs> You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. That's 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 an awful lapse in judgment by Oh my god, man. I almost wondered that was a mistake. Like if the guy just cut out too early. I don't it's know. absolutely it's got I, I mean, mistake. I mean, cause to me, I you mean know, it's Monday the, at this point, like it's the last panel, last major panel of the of the of the you know, convention. I mean, it's not impossible that it was a mistake. Yeah, because, like, you think, I mean the only way I can see that it wasn't a because to me, like the only way I can see that it wasn't a mistake is like they when they say, "Oh, we're gonna talk about season two, but first we're gonna show you an episode." I mean, that's how they if that's how they scheduled it. Then like you can't really, I mean, you have to cut it out. There's nothing you can do. My, it would have been nice to would have been nice to give you like the people a heads up saying, "Hey, like you know, unfortunately, we there's only people here, so people in the live that, stream will see you." That's later. literally what John Favreau they, did in the yeah, Mandalorian. Film. Like they didn't they didn't do that here, so that was unfortunate. So it, it, oh, that's the only way I can see it. But if it was. If it did become, okay, let's talk about season two, and they talked about season two for five, ten, even three minutes, and then showed an episode, I mean, that's ridiculous that they wouldn't at least let you guys hear about their thoughts on season two. It seems so much like David Collins, he's literally moderating the panel. He's like, so how about we get some details on season two? You know, the crowd starts cheering. You know, uh, the showrunner literally starts talking. He's like, yeah, so it cuts out. I'm just (laughs) like, there's no way that was on purpose. Someone messed that up. They need to... I don't know. They they really need to fix this. Because... 
I mean, Star Wars, they're trying to, you know, it's Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and shout out to them for trying to, you know, uh, be a part of the fan community. I very much encourage that. Shout out to them for having this live stream in the first place. You know, I'm not saying that, the, you know, of course, I'm not saying they should just stop doing anything, stop doing all of it. So shout out to them for that. But they need people doing this stuff that are in tune with the fans, you know, and that are fans themselves, you know, and that can say, listen, we need to give the fans at home a heads up, <laughs> you know, someone to tell them that, listen, bef- talk to the moderator before and say, listen, we need you to address the people in the live stream and say, listen, if you're a live streamer, the stream is going to cut off now, you know. And in one sense, it is cool, like, you know, uh, I don't think Comic-Con does a lot of live streaming, um, at least not in San Diego. Yeah, yeah uh, not a lot. I know in New York they don't do it yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, so, like, it's cool that, like, for this event, like, they, they do so much live streaming with like, full panels. That's yeah. really awesome. But they got to work out these kinks. Like, yeah, they, they got to. Like, if you're going to ma- promote this, uh, these live streams, and I'm sure they're getting some kind of bread from having all these people on their right. traffic on their sites. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Like, People are you're getting money. Even people aren't there. Like the least you could do is is, is treat them with the respect that they deserve for, for spending the time to be with you on the live stream by telling them what's going on. To have yeah. this kind of like thing where you don't know what's going to happen. Your feet could get cut out. You can see a third scissor reel. Like yeah. like these things can't keep happening year in year out. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like they really have to fix this. Um, you know. Uh, and I mean, I know they're trying to get more in touch with the fans, and they have their own show now, Star the Star Wars show, which they show every Wednesday, and and it's fine. You know, I like Andy Gutierrez, um, and the other gentleman I don't remember his name, <laughs> but I like them both. Um, you know, they're they're good on the show, um, but they need people that are actually fans, you know, um, and that know what they're doing, running this stuff, and it just doesn't seem like they have that right now. Um. Uh, also, briefly, just something is a random note. Just wanted to touch on this. Shout out to D. Bradley Baker. I did not know he was the voice of Olmec in uh, in Legends of the Hidden oh. Temple. They they cool. come out the guy the the guy that's the host of the Star Wars show. When they brought him out on the stage, he's like, "Oh, hey, you know, we've actually met before." He's like, "Yes." He's like, "I won Legends of the Hidden Temple." And you were there. You were Olmec. He's like, yes, I have the voice of Olmec. And then he said something as Olmec. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> these voice actors are so talented. It, it blows me away, you know, uh, what these guys are able to do. Um, and it just shows how, how a lot of these guys started in all these other shows and all these other things. And then they get brought on into Star Wars, you know. So it, it, it's really crazy and amazing. Um, but all right, so that, that does it for our cel- Star Wars Celebration recap. Um, or part one, I, sh- I guess I should say, uh, there's a lot, a lot more stuff. So there will definitely be a second part to this. A lot of stuff with regards to the books, the comics. Um, I may also even touch on the VR, the Darth Vader VR experience they created as well. So they came out with a trailer for, so, um, so yeah, we'll have more information on that stuff. Thank you, EJ for joining us on the podcast. You know, uh, it was good having you on to get your input. No doubt, no doubt. So happy, happy. Thanks for joining. Thanks for inviting me. It was a, it was really fun. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so like I said, we'll be touching on this other stuff in uh, or the second part of this in the uh, uh, in the next podcast, and of course any other news that comes out as well. Um, 
Uh, so that'll do it for this one. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by EJ and Kendall. We will see you guys next time. Peace.